This is the Ezra podcast, and we're talking about Bivol versus Ramirez in a fight that Ramirez has wanted for a long time, in a fight that people have been waiting for Ramirez, you know, to be in for a long time. Not just with Bivol, but with anyone. Ramirez is forty-four and zero, but truly has not been tested. And I know we can say Arthur Abraham, who was really at the end of his career. And Jesse Hart, yes, Jesse Hart's a credible opponent, but Jesse Hart really didn't age well. It's not like Jesse Hart went on to win championships or went on to compete. He just didn't. So really, to this point, Ramirez is kind of unproven. Now, we see the talent there. We see the ability. And I'm going to speak on this fight for Ramirez as in personal experiences because I've actually sparred Ramirez before. I've sparred him twice. I want to say three times, but I think it's just twice. And uh, this was back when he was at 168 pounds, and he was kind of just coming into, you know, like a contender. He was just kind of popping up onto the scene. Um, and so Ramirez coming to this fight versus Bavol. Bavol coming off, of course, his biggest win against Canelo uh, Alvarez in a fight that I guess people consider an upset or a surprise. But you know, really, if you think about it, it wasn't an upset. It was, just, it was a it was a good, I guess, a good matchup. But Canelo pretty much was just a bit off more than he could chew in that fight. Now, this is an excellent matchup that I think, while people are excited for, kind of going under the radar a little bit. I don't know why that is. I, I, it kind of always feels like that with, like, a DAZN a card uh, in a weird way. Just kind of feel like DAZN just does not, you know, know how to generate buzz, I guess, here in, in the States. But this is a very interesting matchup. I'm very excited to see it. How do I see this fight playing out? And Like I said, I have a little bit of experience with uh, Ramirez in the ring. I, I never thought that Ramirez was necessarily great at one thing. I never, always thought he was a very well-rounded guy. And I think people think that he can only fight going backwards, right? Or st- so they have a certain like idea that he has like one style. Ramirez could do a lot of things in the ring. He, I'm telling you, he's very well-rounded. And he may not have elite power because he doesn't. He may not have elite speed because he doesn't. But he has very thudding shots. And I felt it myself. It's not just like someone saying, you know, I say that all the time. That guy looks like he has thudding shots. But that's just me seeing it on the screen, right? No, I've actually felt his shots. He has very thudding shots. Okay, I wouldn't say they're one knockout power. But no, you could feel him. You could feel his knuckle on you. You could feel when he hits you in the arms, you could feel it. Okay. Now, Bavo at one point, fought with more power. He doesn't really do that anymore. Right? Bavo's very uh, much more cautious now. He's much more under control. He's very comfortable winning a decision. Even in the Canelo fight, I kind of felt like he could have went for something, could have went for uh, possibly a stoppage later in that fight, but he did. He never did. Okay, he never did. I was talking to Broadway, and you guys know Broadway because he's on my, he's I'm on his show a lot, and he's on my show a lot. And he was saying that he thinks Bavol's get the stoppage in this fight, and I don't, you know, that's uh, if you go to Bavol's recent performances, that it kind of is like you just can't see it because it's not like Ramirez is trash compared to. You know, but everything before Canelo, Bavo wasn't really that high level either, if we're being honest. And he wasn't necessarily stopping those guys. So to say, oh, he's just stopped Ramirez, I kind of just don't see that. But if you look at Bavo in his earlier career, when he did fight with power, he did look to get stoppages. You would see instances where he could take advantage of Ramirez when Ramirez puts himself in bad spots. Now, Ramirez, like I said, is a well-rounded fighter, but he has flaws, right? He has flaws, and they're pretty obvious. And they're they're pretty they happen pretty often in fights. Now he kind of gets stuck in one position, especially his offensive. And when he gets offensive, he loses all defense. 
some guys, you know, are better mixing defense offense. He's not that great at it. He's really more of an offensive fighter. I don't think he's very good defensive at all. And he has mistakes like where he gets, he puts himself against ropes. He has kind of loses awareness of where he is in the ring. He's not consistent with his game plan. When he goes to punch, he kind of has a delay to it. So like when he gets into range, he likes to poke at you, get into range, set himself up, and then attack. And I think Bavol's very, very fast with his feet, but he's very fast with counters as well. So I think he's going to be able to win those exchanges with the cleaner, bigger shots because he's going to be able to counter them. You can't pause in front of Bavol and not expect to get caught. Right, you can't go against the ropes and not expect Vavol to work you against the ropes, right? And maybe Ramirez could do this against lesser competition, and that's why you got to keep developing guys with better competition, so it doesn't t- turning into sparring part, uh, sparring matches, right? Professional sparring matches. That's what development is. Development is is that you are putting this guy against tougher guys. Who, it, 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 you know, it wouldn't make sense, right? It, sometimes I, I guess you have to see this, and this is what experienced trainers and managers and promoters do. Is they see this? Yes. Okay, I understand that. Maybe a guy like Munguia, right? A guy like Ryan Garcia, a guy like uh, Tank Davis, um, or even Earl Spence, uh, to say Canelo, right? Like people say, oh, they're going to make money no matter what. So why don't you just keep putting them in with, uh, you know, uh, cans, right? You just keep knocking them out. Like I'm sure someone thinks that. I'm sure people think that. Like, oh, you can just put them with anybody and it doesn't matter. But you have to develop a guy. If a guy's coming up, you have to develop him. He has to put him in tough and make him work his game and make sure that someone's keeping him honest and that he's not just falling into lazy techniques. And this happens. This does happen. And this is so important part of development. But Ramirez sometimes does stuff that like you would do in sparring, like just putting yourself against ropes and just doing this, right? Putting your earmuffs on and just taking someone's work. There's no reason you should be doing that. There's no reason you should do that. And he's not necessarily good at it. It's not like he has a good high guard. He doesn't. It, it shots sneaking all the time. And the reason why he does that is because guys have never really made it, been able to make him pay for it. Right, L- little things like that. Th- these are very important for development. Now, Bavo, he doesn't make those mistakes. Now, will Bavo put himself against the uh, against ropes? I mean, like he did against versus Canelo, but I really don't think he thought Canelo had anything. Uh, he didn't mind Canelo wasting his energy. I don't think he'll do it against Ramirez. I really don't think he'll do it against Ramirez. I think he's gonna be very cautious, very in and out, similar to offense. We were just talking about uh, to Jerry. I want to make sure I'm saying his name right. I believe it was to Jerry. How he fought like in waves of um, his range, right? He's riding his range. Bavo has a similar style. Bavo has a similar style as the way he fights a range, right? He's very fast feet, very underrated feet. Very, he's pretty. He's actually pretty athletic. Now he fights kind of stiff a little bit, but yeah, but he's very athletic. Like his feet are fast. He's got good reaction. Uh, he's got good looseness on his shots. I think the way Bavo fights, so will allow Ramirez to do his work. Right, I think Ramirez will have a really hard time if a guy's really on him. Like if a guy's really putting pressure on him and making Ramirez um, act faster than he wants to, or not allowed to get into position, I think he would really struggle. But a guy like Bavo, who's more cautious, will stay at home, um, will battle for like positioning in the middle of the ring. He's gonna allow Ramirez to set up, and Ramirez's offense is. Sharp once it gets going, right? Once it catches rhythm, it gets going. It, it it could be effective, and he could hit you in a lot of ranges, right? He's able to place the shots a lot of places and connect a lot of stuff together. If you start connecting work together, it starts getting very interesting. Especially if Bavo stays defensive, because the one thing about Bavo is, let's just say that you know Ramirez puts him in a spot, right, where he gets loose with his offense, and Bavo's not willing to take those chances. He's not willing to to take the chances to um 
trade Ramirez. Then what if he stays home? And then Ramirez starts putting shots on his arms and stuff like that, and it started becoming a hard fight to score. Now, how do what, what do I see playing? I think Ramirez is going to do better than most people think. I really do. I think Ramirez is a talented fighter, just unproven. Hasn't been able to prove it. Hasn't been able to prove it at this level. I think he's going to perform well. I don't think he's going to win the fight. I think that the fact that he gets stuck in certain spots um, and Bavol is able to counter very well, uh, the fact that he puts himself in bad positions uh, pull with poor ring IQ, and the fact that his defense isn't very sharp, it's going to allow Bavol to land and land the cleaner, more effective shots, and I think more often. And I think when every time they, if there are exchanges, Bavol will be the one ending the exchange with his shots. If Ramirez gets a, a stuck against the rules, I think Bavol will be able to capitalize on that in a big way. Another thing, key thing to watch out for, Bavol has not faced a Southpaw uh, fighter since 2017, and he has not faced a good Southpaw fighter ever in his professional career. Especially not one at the level of Ramirez. So that's a very interesting thing to watch out to see if that affects him anyway. I do expect this fight to be a battle of the front foot. The front foot will be very important. Sometimes that's overplayed on how important the front foot battle is. This one, it will be. Ramirez is pretty good at getting outside the front foot. I have not seen Bavol do it against a guy, like I said, at this level. Or, you know, the guy he fought was not a guy that could really keep up with him, no matter, you know, take advantage of anything they had with it within the South Paul, the Orthodox stance. If Ramirez is able to get on his side and Bavol can't dive straight in, it gets very interesting. I want to see the battle of the front foot. I want to see who's able to win the exchanges, who's able to win the middle of the ring. I think that the styles-wise, this is a very interesting fight. I'm going to take Pavol a decision. I think Ramirez uh, holds a good account for himself. I think both stocks uh, raise in this fight, and I expect a very good fight. And I think this is an excellent matchup, more matchups than we need. And I don't. This is just for this fight's breakdown, but just to bring up news today that are there's another fight just like this. It's Benavides versus Plant. Just. This is what boxing could deliver consistently. It really could. And I think maybe we're getting there by networks figuring out, you know, get all the guys in one weight class, right? If you're going to get go after, build something for a network, you kind of want to have all the guys in one weight class so you can make any fight you want. That's kind of like why we're getting Plant uh, Benavides, and that's why you're getting the Vol Ramirez. Uh, excellent fight. Uh, we need more matchups like this. I can't wait for it. It is in Abu Dhabi. I'm guessing that's an earlier start time. So on Saturday, go to the zone, figure out what time it starts. It will probably be something in the mid- middle of the day. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the S podcast. I'm trying to think if I should change it to breakdown. It's a little smoother. You know, like if I end it with this has been the S breakdown. That's a little smooth. That's pretty smooth. I like that. But then, like, I have the whole branding with Ezra Podcast. It's not like I could just get away from this. You know what I mean? I mean, I could easily delete the podcast part, but I kind of like the podcast part. And it, it's a whole, whole all in the general podcast area, so I understand that. But just the Ezra breakdown is so smooth. I don't know. That's that, You know, let's think about it. You know what I mean? Let's think about it. Let's not just abandon it. Let's not just go with it. It's not remember your first idea. That's my problem. Is I always go with the first idea. Like, first thing I go, I just run with it. You can't do that. Sometimes you gotta you got you to sit and think on it. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry for wasting your time at the end.